we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? And gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Man, hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kenston, North Carolina. It's Freedom Classic Friday. Give me a cheer over there. Woo! Oh, my God. Probably should have potted you down a little bit before I did that. You knew what you signed up for. I do know what I signed up for. You're absolutely right. How's that sound? Is that too loud over there? It's great. Okay, good. good. Uh, Today is Friday, February the 23rd in the year of the Lord 2024. It's the first day of the 2024 Freedom Classic. This is episode 1029-1029 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Dude, we've only got about 18 guests today on the show. Not really. We've literally got about eight or nine guests here in our two hours. And it starts right here with Scott Weddington. Good morning, son of Kinston. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me this morning for these uh, few minutes. Well, I was told by the North Carolina High School Athletic Association officiating, officiating crew to not <laughs> to not have you on the show today since you were uh, you were ejected from a game uh, Wednesday night. I don't know but why we got to talk. No, I don't know why we got to talk about this on the air. Uh, I don't really want to oh, talk it's about a this. Good. I don't really want to humor. Um, no, I wasn't ejected. I just. You were asked to, you were standing down in the end zone. I got to tell you, a lot of the times when I sit up in the, uh, in the crow's nest, okay, look at me when I'm sitting up in the crow's nest, I'm paying attention to what's on the court. I mean, 98% of the time, very rarely do I look at end zones. Don't even ask me why I was looking down at the end zone with you and you mean the baseline, 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 baseline. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. End zones football. You're right. Down on the baseline, uh, it was you and Diesel and one of the Bowie brothers. And I think Coach Bryant, Coach Corey Bryant. Who else? I, that's about it, though, right? Yeah. That was standing down there. And Look. for whatever reason, I saw your head nodding. And then an official was talking to him like, what? And it did. It caught my attention. I'm like, what in the world is going on there? And uh, it was you. Uh, you talking to official? Hey, I've got to send uh, Scott Austin the address real quick. So uh, take a, give me about thirty seconds of good color from uh, the other night. Look, I, I, I was just trying to be assistance to the referee. I mean, it's just I, I felt like uh, felt like they missed the call there. Um, it was just uh, everyone in the gym was already riled up because of the sequence of events that happened there, and uh, I, we were all on the baseline yelling and. Uh, I probably most likely I shouldn't have said anything, but I didn't say anything bad to him. What did you say? I, I just know. said, I just said, and you missed it. Go out on Wallace. He turned around. What was that? I said you missed it. Go out on Wallace. Do you need to go somewhere else? I said no. <coughs> I'm good. I said we're we're good. And I kind of stepped back, and he just stared me down for three more seconds, and looked at uh, Coach Giesman and said, "Send him to the stands." And uh, whatever. You know, have you ever had that happen before? No. That was a first. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But. And then, then we went and sat down, and 
Coach uh, Skeet Davis said, man, go back over there. I said, no. Nah. I said, because if I go back over there, he's going to come back down and see me, and Giesel's going to have to kick me out, and I don't yeah. want to do that to Giesel. And, uh, Dude, uh, that was awesome, man. That it, it, it was low-key. It wasn't like – I don't want anybody to think it was this. Well, he blew, you know? the, he blew the whistle and pointed to the stands. <laughs> so I'm like, hope you feel good, dude. Uh, yeah. And, but, you know, I'm not going to – it was funny, man. Yeah. It, was, it was a funny moment. I shouldn't from, have said anything. It was about the only funny moment from Wednesday night's action where Kinston Law, you know, and I do need to say this before we even go any further. I want to apologize for not having a show yesterday. Okay. Uh, it was AT&T. Exactly. Thank you. Not my fault at all. And, uh, hey, somebody, Linda needs to go to, uh, uh, we've got people already coming in. Linda! But, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but, but let me let me just say this real quick. The nationwide AT and T outage yesterday. Mm-hmm. I got started yesterday about five fifteen. Noticed my phone was out. Yeah, and then started trying to come up with contingency plans because we had both North Nor coach uh, Howard Woolley, South Nor uh, coach Zach Pierce, and Navy head baseball coach Chuck Ristano all scheduled to come on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were all going to be phone calls. So then I was trying to think. Well, I can try it through Wi Fi. I, I practiced with it with uh, the executive producer Linda Whittington. It sounded all right but it was kind of scratchy and then i just decided i made the call since it didn't look like i was gonna have uh uh dude can you go take care of that then yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, go ahead no no i was just gonna say real quick um you know thought uh, finishing up with the thing i thought i was at a i thought i was at a basketball game uh, <laughs> uh the other night now I, I will i will say this uh then hey Turned into a football game. I know Wallace Rose Hill is good at football, but uh, I mean, very good at football. But you're exactly. I mean, right. I, I didn't realize uh, before an inbound that you can lower the shoulder and just knock a player off their feet, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> and Thank get you. no calls. So, uh, oh well. Well, uh, make sure you tell our guests we have uh, delicious that you already went and picked up this morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lovick's uh, sausage biscuits for all our guests that are going to be coming in here today. Did you get you one? I hope I did. I did very good. Uh, and but uh, yeah, if you'll go take care of that, since it looks like our executive producer is sitting down on the job right now. <laughs> there you go. Hey, was that properly calling her out there? Thank you. Thank you. Is she not listening? Okay, anyway. Hey, I do want to, and thank you, Spence. You're right. I need Verizon, especially after yesterday. But, uh, man, ended up, uh, I guess AT&T went out yesterday about 4 a.m., uh, before about an hour before I got up. And then uh, uh, by the time, uh, it was it was probably 3 or 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, all of a sudden my phone rang. I was like, ah, because uh, my phone had came back. So it was out for about 12 hours or so. Still, AT&T has not said what it was Nobody knows what it is. They don't know if it's uh, uh, what it was. I mean, we don't know if someone was holding somebody hostage and they were trying to get money or whatever, but uh, they were all going to be on the Spence Automotive uh, guest line. No, Keith, it's not your fault that uh, AT&T uh, failed on Come the Spence on, Automotive. Come on, Keith. <laughs> He's listening right now. He's already messaged me a Come couple on, times Keith. this morning. Well, he did say I needed to get Verizon. What are you on? That's a good question. I don't even. I know it's not AT and T. T Mobile. Your mom's on T Mobile. I think it's that. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway, well, uh, Spence said the Dallas Cowboys play at AT and T Stadium, so that's all you need to know. Hell, yeah, there you go. Good one there, Spence. Okay, but uh, man, we've got a crazy show for you mm-hmm. here today. Uh, it's Freedom Classic Week here in Lenore County. You've already heard Scott, who has his sweet uh, Freedom Classic hat on. I've got the same one because a really cool guy hooked me up. 
wait a minute. It was Scott. Thanks, dude. Uh, but uh, da, 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 da. today's show is going to be full of uh, guests from the Air Force versus Navy three-game series. It's going to be taking place at historic Granger Stadium. Uh, we're going to open up our guests on the show in just a few minutes with a regular uh, Friday guest, Paul Whittington, who's going to be joining us here. He's only going to be, in fact, we should probably go ahead and call him right now. What do you All mean? right, well, I'm leaving. No, 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 no. Uh, let's get him up here on the line. Like I said, man, this is bear, uh, bear with me guys, because on top of everything, uh, you know, with the show being off yesterday, I've got a bunch of stuff to catch people up on. I doubt I'm going to be able to catch everybody up on everything, but we'll do our best there. But Paul Whittington is going to join us here. In fact, I'm calling him right now. He's going to, uh, recap Daytona. Uh, preview Atlanta this week, and we're also going to take a look at our red-hot Carolina Hurricanes. And, in fact, he should be on the Spence Automotive guest line right now. Paul Whittington, are you there? I am. I played with fire this morning, and I might have gotten burned, Brian, but I'm here. Uh, uh-oh. Levi. Yeah, I didn't know. I decided I was going to wait until after we talked to feed Levi. And <laughs> we... Oh. We might have bit off more than we can chew. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll tell you what. You want me to call you back and say like three or four minutes no, to get no, it started? No, no, no. no, that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll make it here. Okay, very the good. One thing, the one thing that I've gotten really good at since becoming a dad, and I was kind of good at it before, but I've gotten better at it, is multitasking. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, well, Paul Whittington, you're listening to him right now. We've got Scott Whittington live here in the studio. Say hello again, Scott. Hello. There you go. Uh, listen, uh, the events director of the Freedom Classic, Scott Austin, and then Lynetta Powell from the uh, Kenson Lenore County Parks Recreation Department, they're going to join us here in about, about 10, 12 minutes or so from right now since we've got Paul on the line. That's not even all of our first hour then. Then we're going to have uh, TGIF with IP, our weekly NIL visit with Winston-Salem State's Isaac Parson. Uh, his Rams are red hot right now after last night's 85-69 to win at Shaw and last weekend's HBCU Classic win against Virginia Union. He's going to be joining us at the tail end of this first hour, probably about uh, 50 minutes or so uh, into this first hour and we'll uh, after we get through with uh, Scott and Lynetta. Uh, and then that's just our first hour. I mean, what, four guests here in our first hour, and then in our second hour, it's going to be epic, Scott Whittington. I cannot wait for this. The head coach of those Air Force Falcons, Mike Keselowski, he's going to join us on uh, join us live here in studio to kick off our second hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's, he's definitely fussing, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, Mike Keselowski is going to join us live here in the studio with uh, show co-host Jonathan Massey. He'll be here with us in uh, studio. And then about 20 minutes or so into that second hour, we're going to be joined on the Spence Automotive guest line by new Navy midshipman baseball coach Chuck Ristano. He's going to talk Freedom Classic. So, man, you talk about a show. We have got a show for here for you here today. We're also going to play the birthday game at the end of the hour, too. So, uh, man, I don't know how we're going to fit all this in, Paul Whittington, but by God, we're going to try, okay? Well, well, let's get to it then. Let's get to it. Uh, I tell you what, real Let, quick. Let's start, let's start here. I got a great – you love obscure sports stories, and I got one for you. Okay. So, I got home on Tuesday and went upstairs, and a couple of the TVs were on, and one of them was on SNY. I don't know why. I don't know who was – who was watching SNY, but that's what it was on. And that's the, that's the network that carries the New York Mets. Well, they were showing some women's basketball game. I didn't turn it off. Wasn't really paying much attention to it. But about 7 or 8 o'clock, 
that game ended in a replay of a 2019 game between the Miami Marlins and the New York Mets started. Okay? And as soon as that program started, Brian, the screen cuts to black, and DirecTV informs me that I have been blacked out from viewing this content, (laughs) and that they are trying to find my game on another channel, and that was unsuccessful. So what this all means is that a combination of SNY, Major League Baseball, and DirecTV have decided that a game five years old is still subject to blackout (laughs) restrictions. Make that make sense. It does not make sense. You're absolutely right. That is that is craziness, man. Craziness. Uh, dude, tell you what, man. Talk about other craziness. How about the Daytona 500 being run on Monday? And a pretty good race, though, man. I, I didn't get a chance. I got to watch probably the first third of it. Uh, but, uh, I had the boys come in, uh, John and Jonathan, that, that's what, how, when we always do our, uh, weekly recording is on Monday. So I didn't get to watch the rest of it. I got to keep up uh, with it though, between uh, text messages with you and, uh, Panicelli and then, uh, Richard Clark was, uh, text me about it. Sounds like it was a pretty doggone good race, man. Give us the, uh, give us the three minute Paul Whittington recap. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good race. Uh, yeah, it was run on Monday. That's. We, we've done that before. Uh, it happens from time to time. But I thought it was a good race. Um, not a ton of, of cautions throughout the race. Of course, we had our stage cautions. And, of course, there's cautions for, for wrecks and stuff. That's what you get at Daytona. Uh, there was one early caution that took out a, a number of competitors uh, just for some, some really dumb blocking or, or some really dumb pushing early in the race. But other than that, not a – not a, not a ton of wrecked race cars until we got to the end. And then we got that, that classic Daytona red flag uh, for, for a big incident uh, there on the back stretch. And, uh, or maybe it was at the start and finish line. Nevertheless, uh, that set us up for what was going to be a, a very quick run to the finish uh, with about six, seven laps to go. And then uh, coming to the white flag. Uh, William Byron takes the white flag and as he's taking the white flag, they start wrecking right behind him and that brings out the caution. And, and once the leader takes the white flag in a NASCAR cup series race, the next flag ends the race. So unfortunately the race did end under caution, but here's, here's why I think that's a, that's an okay thing. Not because of the winner, not because of anything like that, but because if we had run and we've done this before, you can go back to last year and look at it. Uh, if we have, if we, if we had done a green white checkered finish, it would not have been just one attempt. It would probably have been two or three attempts, and we'd have wrecked up every race car that we had. And we need those cars for this weekend in Atlanta because <laughs> it's another similar draft heavy race coming up this weekend. So I was, I was kind of glad with the way that the end of the race played out. What I thought was interesting, uh, it was two Fords that were the quickest on qualifying night last Thursday or last Wednesday or just two weeks ago now. Uh, it was two Toyotas that won the, the dual races at Daytona. And then it was Chevrolet finishing one, two at, uh, at Daytona. So, so every manufacturer got to celebrate some sort of front running this weekend. I thought that was really cool. 
just the way that NASCAR would want it for sure. Listen, uh, Keith Spence jumps in and says uh, the Daytona 500 should never finish under caution. Your thoughts on that? Well, I, I I know where he's coming from. I completely understand where he's coming from. Uh, but let's also remember, Keith, Keith followed the sport for a long time uh, before before the ages of overtime in NASCAR and stuff like that. So we used to we used to wave the caution flag with three laps to go, and that was the end. Dell Earnhardt, his only Daytona 500 win came under caution no way i don't even remember i don't remember that the 1998 daytona 500 was won under caution wow by del earnhardt so listen i races you, you want to try to give a green white checkered or you want to try to give a a green flag finish but at a track like daytona you you gotta set a boundary and so I, I like the rule that once the leader takes the white flag, the next flag ends the race. I like that rule. And at Daytona, if you keep trying these these green-white checkered finishes, you're just going to junk up a bunch of race cars, and nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Well, I, I had forgotten. You know, the thing I remember the most, obviously, about Dale Earnhardt finally winning uh, the, uh, the Daytona 500 was – I, something I had never seen before at the end of the race, he's driving and every team came out to cheer him on and slap hands with him as he drove by him on, uh, on pit lane. That's what I remember the most. And as much as, and mm-hmm. dude, don't get a twist. This is way before you and I got to know each other. I could not stand Earnhardt. I know it's hard for you to fathom since <laughs> I'm such a big Ford guy, but I just never really liked him, man. And, uh, I didn't like his style of driving. I, all that, but even I, even I got a little misty eyed and it got a little dusty when he finally won his uh, Daytona 500 and uh, just the way he celebrated, just how humble he was about it and just all that. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, well, uh, Atlanta, uh, Ed, takeaways. What are your takeaways from uh, from uh, Daytona? Yeah, well, you know, for for the better part of ten years, Hendrick Motorsports could sit on the front row, but they couldn't win. Uh, they didn't sit on the front row at all this year. And they ended up finishing 1-2 in the Daytona 500. Seeing the 24 car go back to victory lane was really cool as someone who grew up as a uh, as a Jeff Gordon fan. Um, uh, the biggest takeaway, hard, hard to have a lot of takeaways from Daytona because you don't really know who the good cars are and who the good cars aren't. Uh, I thought the class of the field, and you'll love this, Brian, I thought the class of the field was Joey Logano. Uh, right. he, he had the fastest race car. Uh, I, I hated to see that he wasn't in the mix at the end because when you just have the best race car from green flag to the end of the race, you deserve a chance at the win. And, and he got taken out in a wreck. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, Ross Chastain had a lot of raw speed. He was running up there near the front and, and had a chance to win the 500. He had to make his move. Uh, and unfortunately, that move ended up causing, causing the wreck that ended the race. So, uh, uh, there there are some guys that were showing flashes of, of speed this weekend, but you don't really know until you get to about week three on the calendar once we have moved past Atlanta and we can head out west to Las Vegas. I love it. Okay, well, let's uh, talk a little bit about Atlanta. That's the uh, race this week, and one of the things we learned from you last year with this is that Atlanta, which is, you know, for years has been the uh, – uh, you know, a mile and a half, uh, track sort of like Charlotte, sort of like, uh, all these other cookie cutters, 
Not so much anymore. Atlanta is a bona fide super speedway now, even though it's only a mile and a half. Explain to people how that happened and uh, tell us a little bit about the Atlanta Motor Speedway. You know, they, they did a reconfiguration. It's been last year was the first year running under the reconfigure, reconfigured Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, and basically it was, it was brand new pavement. And the, the idea behind this is when you repave a racetrack, you lose competitive racing for two, three, four years. And, and that's because it's brand new asphalt. There's no rubber laid down. So there's no grip in the racetrack and, and it just doesn't produce good racing. So the, the folks over at Speedway Motorsports tried to figure out how do we make this track competitive right now? If we put new asphalt down on this thing, how do we make it competitive in race number one versus race number seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever the case is? Uh, so in the reconfiguration, it, it's basically the same kind of D-ring layout. Uh, however, they have increased the banking in the backstretch. They have increased the banking through uh, the both, both set of turns. And, and this has become a track that depends heavily on the draft. You won't see the, the super close pack racing style draft that you see at Daytona or Talladega. They do spread out a little bit more than that. But uh, your success at this racetrack is going to depend on the draft, very similar to a super speedway. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, here's how I, I want to end our uh, NASCAR talks every week with Underdog Fantasy, a game that you and I both play. <laughs> I did all right. I mean, I didn't win, but I got three of my five picks right uh, this past week. I think you were similar, right? Yeah, three three out of five. Yeah, that's what I did too. But I want you to pick out, uh, and I'm even giving you the choice here, out of these drivers, where do you think they're going to finish? And this is where it is right now. And I'm telling you, I'm going to use yours. I want you to make me some money here, dude. But uh, Underdog Fantasy, go to underdogfantasy.com. Uh, go to the free app. Your initial deposit up to $100. Uh, we will match you dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Hanks. That's H-A-N-K-S. So here you go, dude. Denny Hamlin, better or – now, these are better or worse finishes. I want you to pick one out of these for our, our Paul Whittington lock that we'll do every week here, okay? Denny Hamlin, okay. better or worse, 7.5. Brad Keselowski, better or worse, eight point. You know what? No, I'm actually just going to do the ones that have point five, so you can, so you don't push. Uh, so Danny Hamlin, seven point five. Martin Truex, eleven point five. Tyler Reddick, thirteen point five. Uh, Ross Chastain, thirteen point five. And uh, here's the last one because I got to get Joey in here. Well, we'll get Chase in there too. Chase, eight point five. Joey, seven point five. Out of all those, which one stands out to you the most? I would have to go with Chase Elliott. Okay, better or uh, better or worse? Better. Okay. Better. Okay. And here's why. Okay, and it's it's not the Homer pick. It's not because I picked him earlier this week on Mark Panicelli's show, although it kind of is. Uh, but let's look at the history of this racetrack. 119 races at this racetrack. This is why I'm going to stay away from Denny Hamlin. 119 races at this racetrack. Toyota has only won three times. Wow. And to find Toyota's last win, you have to go all the way back to 2013. Kyle Busch won in 2013. He also won in 2008. Denny Hamlin, the only other Toyota driver to get a win, he got his in 2009. Or, excuse me, 2012. 
Since then, it's been all Chevrolet and it's been all Ford. You look at the last five races at this racetrack, four of them have been won by Chevrolet. You look at the last four races at this racetrack, three of them have been won by Hendrick Chevrolets. The only other driver to get a win in that span, your boy, Joey Logano. You look at the history of this racetrack in the next-gen race car, William Byron has a win, Joey Logano has a win, and in that race, uh, there was one Hendrick car inside the top 10. Uh, no, there wasn't. But nevertheless, Chevrolet and Hendrick Motorsports have been strong at this racetrack as of late. They swept the races in 2022 and won one of the races in 2023. That's where I think the safest bet is. I love it. Paul Woodington's Lock of the Week. We're going to be doing this every week uh, with his visit. The Underdog Fantasy Lock of the Week is uh, Chase Elliott better than uh, finishing 8.5. I'm going to do it, dude. I mean, I'm not just going to talk about it here on uh, the show every week when you're with me on Fridays. I'm actually going to make that pick myself, so uh, <clears throat> make me some money, okay? We will do our absolute best. <laughs> Very good. Hey, we literally, because we've got uh, we've got uh, Scott Austin and Lynetta Powell out, uh, in our, uh, out in our uh, green room right now waiting to come on and talk Freedom Classic. Uh, but I got to get at least a minute to 90 seconds on the Carolina Hurricanes, who are red, red hot right now. And especially after that exciting one to nothing, Sebastian Ajo uh, goal in the final minute to beat uh, a very, very good Florida team last night. Give, give us a, hey, give me a good minute on the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, a, uh, a big game last night. Uh, of course, this was a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Florida Panthers went to the Stanley Cup Finals after after beating the Hurricanes and, and ultimately lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. But uh, it's been a lot of winning in February. In fact, the Canes have only lost two games in February, uh, both of them coming on a Tuesday night. Uh, and now the, the Hurricanes have the win over the Florida Panthers. One of those losses was a 4-2 loss to Dallas. The Hurricanes welcomed uh, the Dallas Stars to PNC Arena on uh, Saturday night, that'll be an 8 o'clock game. Uh, the Hurricanes second in the Metro right now. They're about six points back of the uh, the New York Rangers. Canes do have a game in hand. They've won their last four. However, the Rangers have won their last nine. And I know our buddy Jock Pasolag is, is, is absolutely loving that. I hate it because I don't like seeing the New, the New York Rangers win anything. But uh, the, the Canes are on their way. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, Paul, we were here for a good time, not a long time today. We'll be back to our regular uh, schedule next week when we don't have the Freedom Classic in town. Dude, thank you so much for coming on earlier, for going a little bit shorter. Tell Levi, is, is Levi sitting there eating? No, he's, he's in my arms. I'm getting ready to put his bottle in the warmer. I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, uh, Paul Whittington, thank you so much. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you guys. Very good. Uh, that is Paul Whittington, uh, our regular Friday guest here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, and I tell you what, I've got to thank our uh, title sponsor, Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu. 
or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, to uh, Dr. Uh, Rusty Hunt, just all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And, uh, man, one of my favorite guys in uh, Kenston, Lenore County, uh, joining us now. I've known him since he was a young pup you know, run, running the streets. No, that's not true. <laughs> But when I got here, uh, it's Scott Austin. I should say that first. Yeah, and we've also got Lynetta Powell. Lynetta. Now, is it Lynette Powell or Lynetta? It's Lynetta, but people call me Lynette, so you're fine. Okay. Well, yeah. no, I'm going to call you by your – I <laughs> hate when people call me Briano. okay? So uh, I want to make sure I get that right. But Lynetta Powell, uh, Scott Austin, and this man sitting over there to your left and across from me, I've known him since he was a fresh-faced – well, how old are you now? I'm be 44 soon, so yeah, so probably since. Well, no, I got here in 02, so, so I've yeah, known was, you for 22 years. I've known oh, you for half your life. That's dude. right. We first met at, at Mock Gym in Fairfield, so yeah, yeah that's time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, that. But <laughs> in all sincerity, man, it has been so much fun watching you. And I hope I'm not going to talk out of order here because I don't need to get myself in trouble with Sue Ellen or anything. But because uh, you know, and I've clearly put this out there, who uh, you know. Well, I'm pulling for to be the uh, director of the Kensal and North County Parks Recreation Department. It's Scott Olson. I've said it here on the show several times. Well, I appreciate it. Well, and Thanks. I'm on the board. See, that's the only thing that I hope I'm not crossing any. But yeah. I'm not part of the decision process. Yeah. I'm not. So, okay. Well, I, I just want you to know this household is pulling very hard for you uh, for this position. Wow. I, and I mean, and I no joking around, no anything. I, I think you've put the years in. I mean, dude, you put two decades in here with the. Uh, with the uh, Kinsley North County Parks Recreation Department, dude, you're a proud tradition of like, in my opinion, you are you're you're littler than he is, but you you remind me a lot of Bill Ellis. Well, and thank I, you. I, the, I the positive attributes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, don't walk in and say, all right, let's do this, this, and this. So we we uh, yeah, Bill, Bill started doing his hands, and we knew we were in trouble. Something was coming. We had something to do. But uh, no, I appreciate it. appreciate it. We we continue to work hard at, at the Parks and Rec, and and Lynetta and Josh. I tell you what, they've they've been. They've been great doing this. Well, you told me that off the record earlier this week when yeah. you were like, because you are the acting director right now of the Parks yeah. Rec Department. That's so right. you've got your hands full with all that kind of stuff going on. And so I, I'm going to brag on you, young lady, yes, and on Josh. This was even just off the record, just he and I talking, not on the radio for thousands of people listening right now. Yeah. But he said, he's like, Hanks. Listen, <laughs> Lynette and Josh have done uh, the lion's share. I don't think that's a word you well, use. That's, but that's, basically, that's, that, that's basically what I meant. But so, brag on yeah. it. You, you said it privately. Now say it publicly. Yeah, well, the, they, the great they, job they've, they've done. They've really taken taken by the horns and just run with it. And every little thing they've, they've taken care of. And, and I, I haven't had to worry about it. They've taken the calls. They've taken the sponsorships. I mean, you name it, they've done it. Like yesterday, they were they were uh, getting the concession stand right. So. Josh is handling inspection. Lynetta's buying the the, um, the concession goods. She's taking um, sponsorships. She's handling the calls. I mean, it's just dealing with tickets. I mean, they've just done tremendous work. So I make you look. It makes they, you look they, good. They, they make me look good, but they yeah. really, they really, you know, they need the credit for it. And you know, I'm just, you know, sometimes I'm just a figurehead, but uh, you know, they, they work really hard. And I well, can't. you know what? It goes back. We had Bill in here on Wednesday. That's uh, right. Bill did the show yeah. here on Wednesday, and. Uh, that's one of the things that he's always talked about, and I've known him since I got here to uh, Kinston too. And he said, "Listen, it's easy to look good when you're surrounded with good people. 
you know, and that, I mean, and he was referring to you in that. He was referring to some of the uh, old timers that are gone now and oh, Galen yeah. and Tim Knobloch and Deborah Wicker and all those folks. I mean, when you surround yourself with good people, good results happen. It, 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 it makes you, it makes you good and it makes your department come out well because you get, get a good quality product and people don't realize, you know, you know, I was good at tennis and, and some sort of different different other sports. You put people, in, and Bill always said this too, you put people in their right positions, they, they thrive and they, the department does well. And I think we've done that lately, and I think we'll hopefully continue to do that. And, and then our product is, is going to be a great product for Parks and Rec. And, and in the community, we've got a great group that is very community active, that very communication is real good. Mm-hmm. They like to get out. They like to talk to people. So I think that's probably – a, a very good aspect of our department this 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 time because their their communication with the public is very good. Well, and then some of those people, I mean, and I'm going to leave names out. So this is where you're putting you to the test here. But I mean, I think of Charlie Casey. Oh, Charlie, a, a, a young Shout man Charlie. who grew up in this yep. department. I mean, Lynetta. I mean, you're from Kinston. I mean, yes. you grew up in this department. It's good to have yourself, Scott, yep. North and North kid, but I uh, right. grew up in this department. It's good to, and, and nothing against the, the previous uh, director. I mean, I thought yep. the world of him, but it, I love homegrown, man. There's something, yep. and I'm not even a homegrown guy. I've only been here 20 years, but is there something cool about having those homegrown? And Lynetta, I, I, we, we've haven't even uh, talked to you yet we need to do that Uh, uh, for (laughs) folks who don't remember tell us a little bit about yourself i know you were on here last year as we were talking about this but uh reintroduce yourself to our audience um i'm lynetta powell a kinston native as brian recently stated um kinston high grad class of 99 shout out to all the vikings (laughs) um wearing my blue and gold aggie pride colors today as always um glad to be a part of the kinston Lenore parks and rec department i'm still saying that i'm the newbie and I'm going on, what, my fourth year? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> been about, yeah. So I still say, oh, I'm the new kid on the block. But like Scott was saying, it, it kind of, when you have a good group of people around you, um, my personal testimony, since day one, I knew a lot of people just by faces from working at a community center or different activities with Parks and Rec. Um, but since becoming official um, employee with Parks and Rec Department, it's been like, Nothing but support all around. Everybody comes together. We're like, I always say, we're like a weird hodgepodge family, but we always get it done. Um, definitely with Josh, I commend Josh so much for all the stuff he's doing with Freedom Classic, on top of soccer, on top of all the other things. Yeah. Um, but everybody's kind of chipping in, kind of delegating things out. Scott's, I, I feel it feels good because Scott, you know, has confidence in us to say where he's usually takes on a, a large chunk of Freedom Classic planning and meetings and stuff. He It feels good that he is confident in us to say, I'm giving it to you guys to handle, and he knows that we're going to get it done. Um, so just everybody, Cecilia, um, Charlie, just everybody, even the guys over at Mock and everything – have really chipped in. It's like, what do you need? And we just get it done. So, Well, besides the Freedom Classic, which obviously that uh, voice you're listening to there is uh, Lynetta Powell from the uh, Parks and Rec Department. What else do you do for uh, the Parks and Rec Department? Well, um, I am. Uh, As she takes a deep breath. <laughs> to, uh, it, it does, it's, it's not a lot. To me, it's not a lot. Um, but she does a lot. I, I am, um, I guess, in charge of summer camp programs um, for the Fun in the Sun as well as Georgia Cape Battle Day Camps that are run um, here in the city. Um, also with Senior Games, the Noose River Senior Games, those are held in New Bern, and registration is currently going on for that as well. Um, and that's a great opportunity for seniors in the community throughout surrounding counties 
It's actually a really large turnout um, down in New Bern. We have um, shuffleboard, cornhole, pool, all different kinds of activities. Um, but one of the major things um, that I'm a part of is Special Olympics for North Carolina and here in Lenore County. Mm-hmm. Um, partnering with um, Lenore County Public Schools with the EC department, those ladies over there, as well as um, April Houston at RAD. She's come on to kind of be my sounding board along with everybody else to kind of shoot ideas off of um, and have that extra support and then just kind of help and fill in wherever else we we need extra hands on. Jason Bryan, you know Jason, of oh, course. Yeah. He just, uh, he's listening right now. He's actually helping me produce the show right now too. And he said, he said this to me. Mm-hmm. He said, he thinks I'm at the age where I need to try a shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've tried it when I helped with senior games last yeah. year. I don't like it. I would. How would you got to be to be in the senior games? You have to. I think it is 50, at least 50 or 55 uh, 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 and up. <coughs> I will get you a packet there today. You right? There you go. There you go. I knew it was senior games. That hurt my heart. Wait a minute. Or am I just having a stroke? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You can join the, the rest of the, the gang for Lenore County and ride on down there and support Lenore County. Yep. But it's it's a great thing. And you have to do pickleball because you've heard about this. I pay. swear yes. to God. <laughs> I was getting ready to say. And no, listen. I, and, and with all due respect to uh, who are our ladies, I know Jimmy Pope and uh, uh, Mary Margaret and Mary Margaret Keith. Oh my God! Can I tell y'all something? And I'm saying uh, it here on the air uh, with all due respect uh, to Mary Margaret and to Jimmy. Okay, I think pickleball is a cult. <laughs> I really do. I think it's a cult. Don't, don't tell them that. Right. Theory. <laughs> have you not theory. noticed that? Y'all don't have to agree. I'm not going to put y'all on the spot. Yeah, I, y'all work for the. No you, comment. You don't that. have to. <laughs> yeah. But blink once. <laughs> blink, yeah, blink. No, blink twice if it's a cult. Yes, and nothing against it, but God, have you ever noticed that people? And I've not played it yet, and I really need to because I think it's it'd fun. be good with my knees. Yeah. I've got bad it, knees it, and all that, and it's it's fun. It, you know, it's it's just growing and growing and growing. Every mm-hmm. town has has pickleball organizations now, so it's just yeah. you know we thought, hey, pickleball is just getting big here, but it's just it's everywhere. Every town has that 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 issue of putting courts on and wanting more. Well, let me tell you this. My sister li- or my sister and brother-in-law, they live in, up in Mount Airy, you know, yeah. up in Surrey mm-hmm. County. And uh, they just, they're right now in the process of opening a, they own a bike shop, but they're in, in the process of opening a coffee shop up there. But a uh, caddy corner from where they are, have you seen Mount Airy's uh, pickleball court? No, no. Oh. Next time I'm up there, and I'm going to be up there in the next couple months, I, I need, I wanted to do it for uh, Jimmy and for Mary Margaret oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, do it. Take I need to get a picture. Nice. Yeah. It is, and guess what? And I asked my sister because you know they were like I said they work in the bike shop, so they I mean when they're sitting in the shop, they're looking right over there at the pickleball court. They said there's people on that almost every minute that it's light outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have lights up on it yet. They're getting ready to put lights up on it, from yes. what I understand. But said there are people on that pickleball court, pretty much from dusk to dawn, yeah. or from dawn to dusk, or whatever. I mean, it's just yeah. what, what what do you attribute that to, Scott? I, well, the success I, well, of pickleball. I, I think it's. It, number one, the pandemic, because I tried it in 2015 to give my tennis guys something different to do in the wintertime. And I, I don't know if you came out or, or – no, you hadn't come out. But uh, it didn't take off big. And then after the pandemic, you know, they said – and number one, the tennis – I'm on the USTA board, state board. But tennis saw increase in pickleball because of the COVID factor because you yeah. couldn't get close. So I think that's a big one. And a lot of seniors have migrated to it because, you know, it's supposed to be better on your knees – um, the tennis people say different wise, you know. <laughs> really? They say well, that's the, the reason I wanted to ask yeah, you because yeah, you are so involved yeah, with tennis. The, the orthopedic, the USTA says it's uh, it's actually harder on your knees because of the twisting. 
Yeah. Um, but they said it's an orthopedic dream. The US. Just, just that's the tennis <laughs> people. That's what they say. But I, you know, I can't speak to. I, I got to bridge two, two, uh, two gaps there. But yeah. uh, yeah. it's, um, you know, I think really the pandemic gave people an opportunity to try it, and they tried it, and it was e- it's easy to learn. The, yeah. the thing is, it's a lot easier. Tennis, you've got to have strokes. You've got to have some teaching. Whereas pickleball, it's more like ping pong. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have strokes. You just go out there and 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 and, and it's not as fast. Yeah. Um, so the problem is the ball just doesn't come. It gives you more reaction time. So I, I think it's easier to learn and not as much technique. And I think that attributes to the, the easiness of it. Well, in the last couple of weeks, guys, it blew my <clears throat> mind that I was looking at uh, ESPN. I mean, they, I'm not talking about ESPN. Yep. You or ESPN two. <laughs> It was on big ESPN. They were having some kind of pickleball tournament. I'm like, at 8 o'clock at night on a freaking Saturday night, I think it was, or whatever it was. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Even my mentor, I mean, not mentor, my idol growing up, Andre Agassi, got on the court. They, they had him on ESPN playing pickleball. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I would have never thought that, but. That's it's it's gotten big and money 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 talks (laughs) money does have you played no and I've told Scott this before I'm like I really want to learn but I do not want to learn with a group from Fairfield because they scare me a little bit (laughs) in what way they are very intense and passionate about wait wait, a minute would you say would you say they're very cultish. No, but that that group was very sweet though. But I do it is on my list of things to learn. I and I want to too. In fact, Jason, like I said, who's listening, he said he'll play pickleball if you'll coach us, Scott. Will you okay, coach? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll coach, yeah. I'll okay. coach Very good. Well, and I would and I and all and I'm joking around a little bit, but I really want to learn. I mean, I'm really not playing I don't play basketball anymore because right. I just yeah. can't run anymore. Yep. Uh, but I think that's something that I could do, and you you know me well enough to know oh, how competitive yeah. I am. You're competitive. I mean, I, you get it, yeah. We, yeah. we got a tournament coming up. I, I, Mayor Morgan, give me if I didn't plug it. Um, <laughs> Kansas Community Center is having a tournament. I think it's April 26th. Uh, what is it? Uh, patriotic Pickleball. Uh, paddle Battle. Paddle Battle. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's at Kansas Community. Patriotic Community's, Paddle Battle. Yeah, Patriotic Paddle Battle at Kansas Community Center. So I, I invite everybody to come out, out. You can sign up online. Uh, go oh to my God. Uh, I need to have her on the show talking. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'll walk out of here and I'll be like, everyone should play pickleball. Pickleball <laughs> no, is awesome. No, not... <laughs> There's a pickleball network. What do you like, mean? On, like a TV station yeah, that's no, dedicated. Not. I saw it like, no, there's like not. Well, tennis channel picks it up. It's PBTV and it, sometimes it'll, mm-hmm. it'll pick it up. So it's, uh, Hey, listen, Jason wants to brag here a little bit. Yeah. I didn't know this. I just found out something I about my about good. T- I was about to tell you probably the same thing. He said I was on the first North Lenore tennis team with Scott. He was, and oh, and, wow. and I went. What back. kind of what kind of tennis player was Jason? Oh, he he was good. He like I said he was probably. Well, I mean, now your voice just went up two octaves. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that? <laughs> what <laughs> you went? I said, yeah. uh, how was he? Well, you know, it's good. No, I mean, no, Jason he, was good. He was good. Yeah, he is good. <laughs> <laughs> Still but um, you know, we had you know he. I think he just started playing back then. So you know, yeah. which we had had, you know, I'd had lessons and and stuff beforehand. But yeah, see he, now, I can see Jason being you know because he played football for North. Oh, yeah. I can see him being a football player. I can see him being a baseball player. Yeah, can't see him. I mean, he, and I said this as a compliment, man. Tennis takes a lot of finesse. He you know, got, he like like we had a lot of people that had a wrestler and a lot of people that joined. Yeah, they got as the season got on, they everybody got a lot better. So so he did good. I even have the the scorebook that has me and Jason playing doubles together. Um, what? I think we beat. How have I never heard this story yeah, I got before? It. I, one of the, our old teachers gave it back to me the first year, 
And we, I think we beat Havelock or somebody. We played Havelock or West Carter. No, we lost to West Carteret. Um, but, yeah, back in the 90s, you talking about some of these teams. Were just, yeah. Well, he's humble bragging here, and he yeah. said, did you know? And, yes, he referred to himself in the third person here. <laughs> did you know Jason Bryant won the first set in North and North Tennis history? He, he did. I, I look back, and I think he played number four. Can't remember what seat it was. It was four, five, or six, and he won the first set. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that, yep. Jason, my boy, yeah. man? That is awesome. Okay, okay. Hey, y'all are in here not to talk about tennis <laughs> or pickleball. No, no, no. It's go my ahead. fault. It's my fault. I started it. Uh, but man, the Freedom Classic. I mean, this is something you and I have been a part of. Me, not as much as y'all. Obviously, I just come in and uh, you know do the PA. Not even every game this year. I'm only doing Saturday and Sunday because you got Shane Albee coming in tonight. Okay. You do know that, right? No, I didn't know that. They had told me, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Shane Albee's doing it tonight. We've got the luncheon today yep. uh, that I, I'm excited to be a part of too. But I, I, we'll start with you, Lynette, on this. What, what does the Freedom Classic mean to you? Before we get into nuts and bolts about it, yeah. To me, um, again, being a newer member, I have is this is the 14th year, um, my third year being a part of it. Very happy to be a part of it. But it means coming together, having a good time, um, honoring veterans, putting them on another stage, just not only a way to say thank you and show appreciation, but it's to have fun and have a break. A lot of the players from the Air Force Academy and the Naval Academy, their families don't get a lot of opportunities to see their kids participate and and play in this sport. Um, So if they're in the area, or a lot of them even out of the state, they come states away to see their kids play. So it's about community, it's about family, it's about bringing awareness to the veterans and just putting a, a spotlight on them. Good luck beating that right yeah. there, Scott. Uh, okay. Yeah, I zoned out. I she was so good. I'm yeah. telling you. Sorry. No, in all sincerity, good Lord, that was yeah, awesome. That, yeah, but you have been a part of it since the very beginning in yep. uh, 2010. The way this thing, and this is one of the questions I asked Bill the other day, just the way this event has evolved. I mean, the first year it was, you know, everybody was kind of, you know, because we didn't have baseball then. That's right. You know, yeah. and, 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 you know, we're all sort of like, Man, well, what are we going to do here, you know, at Granger Stadium? Bill brings this in. Again, you've been an integral part of it every year. Uh, just talk about, a little bit about or tell me a little bit about the evolution of uh, the Freedom Classic and uh, how proud are you of the event that it's become? Well, it's, you know, it started and, and we kind of well, didn't throw it together. It kind of came together and we didn't really didn't have as many sponsors. We had to put a lot of stuff in. We had to raise a lot of money early um, and really a, as it grew – and we ended up getting USA as a title sponsor, and that kind of kind of improved things and maybe do more amenities. And then it's kind of ballooned ever since then, and our committee goes from about three, two or three people to what what we got, like 14? Um, between 14 and 20 now. Yeah, some, something like that. So, and, then, yeah. and then we're fundraising throughout the year. We're talking to businesses. So all of a sudden it goes from, from just a few people and a few sponsors to, I mean, now you're talking about, I mean, Lynette, how many sponsors we probably got? About 30. 30. Yeah. 30. And then we got two. We got a title sponsor, and we got two, like two or three presidential sponsors that are huge, and we couldn't do what we do without it. So Tell it, them. It, I, it just, hey, share yeah, with them. Ag, Ag Carolina. Um, USAA. USA, for well, sure. USAA, definitely. Yeah. Um, who's another one? Sanderson uh, Wayne's. Yep. Uh, Farms. Sanderson Farms has really, really came in strong at the end here. A lot uh, of the veterans, VFW, and a lot of those the veterans. The VFW and Eric Cantu's like, group, we, we always talk about them, but. And, and he's got two or three people now that are on the board that have taken his place, mm-hmm. and he knew that he, you know, he he didn't have uh, much time left, so he kind of rallied them up and got them on the board, 
and he, I mean, he was just he's he's a great he was a great guy, and without him, this event wouldn't have been what it is because yeah. he Absolutely. really he really the last five six years he did a lot, of, and, and now that he's unfortunately gone, you can see how much he really. Well, don't worry. That's really one of my did. next questions I'm yeah. getting ready to ask you. Oh, and Jason said uh, you, you need to mention WRNS and Dick Broadcasting. Yes, uh, that, that's, right. Sure. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. And yeah. the Brian Hanks show. That's yeah. right. And, yeah. Brian. Yeah. and you know, and, and y'all have too uh, been part of it for for a long time. And WRNS give you know helps advertise and 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 do that. And they've been doing that since the beginning too as well. Yeah. Um, and we have Pactive too as well lately. Mm-hmm. Um, they just came in but uh yeah the older sponsors white and allen and and wnrns have been with us a long time i gotta say white and allen too because you yeah. know if they've done they've done that as as big as well lately so uh and and we can't forget them and then um you know just just the community supports just and i think people realize it's been here that long and it's such a staple that i think it's they're not hesitant to give because they know it's not going anywhere and i think the new coaches or the new coach for navy i think he'll you know, he, when he comes here, hopefully today, and sees what we've done or what the camaraderie and what we do for the players, I think he's just it's going to be a no-brainer for him to keep continuing. Well, you know, that, and that's a perfect segue. Uh, <clears throat> what, what is the the future of the Freedom Classic, Scott Austin? And I well, should I need to reset here. Scott Austin from uh, the Parks and Rec Department, Lynetta Powell from the Parks and Rec Department, joining us here in the first hour. But the the future, I mean. Uh, as uh, we've done it every year since 2010, except for one year. Yep. So technically, it's a 13. Uh, 13. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. No. He'll tell you I'm your OCD. No, uh, right. I put 14th on it, and he, he texts me back. Oh, it's 13th. I said, okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm that yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, yeah. sometimes I say 14th. So, well, it yeah. does. But, we've done it here. The good way we can say is every year since 2010, except for one year. Yeah, that's So that's there you right. go. But the future of well, the Freedom Classic. I, I think it's going to continue to be a staple. Um, no matter what happens, um, you know, in the future, it's, I think it'll always be here because um, the coaches love it, the community loves it, they see the support. I, I, I love to see hopefully down the road it grow to add more teams. I think me and Bill always we always talked about adding some more teams, but when you do that, it takes away from from the spotlight on Navy and Air Force. So uh, I, I think it'll continue to be them too. Um, and then, like I said, maybe the events around it grow that the, the ceremonial stuff and the community community stuff around it makes it better and i think that'll that's going to be our hanging hat on that and it's it, it'll spotlight the stadium because this is an all season for whatever baseball goes on at the stadium and people get to see granger stadium in this time of year and i think that's a a, a big point for kenston and you know uh what is it channel 12 ran last night hey the weather's gonna be like this for the freedom classic yes. and i mean that's great publicity for us for Kinston, and I think we continue to do that. I'm hoping after I retire, it, it'll still be going. And after Lynetta retires, somebody else will we, train the next group, <laughs> right, Lynetta? Hopefully, that's oh, you know, so we hope so. so. That's awesome. She'll be trained. Okay. She'll be trained the young guns to to do oh, that. <laughs> well, get ready. Well, well, I tell you what. Before I do want to talk about everything that's going on. Uh, game Go one is tonight at six o'clock. Yep. Uh, game two Saturday at two, mm-hmm. and game three is Sunday at twelve thirty. But this is the thing, and you say this every year, Scott. Uh, yep. Don't get there at 6 o'clock tonight. No. Don't get there at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Don't get there at 1230 on Sunday. Honest to God, you want to get there an hour beforehand because there's going to be so, so much, much stuff going on out there. And, Lynetta, this is where I'm going to turn it over to you. Yep. Just tell us about some of the things that are going to be going on, at not just the great baseball that's going to be going on out on the field, 
but uh, all the all the supporting events too, they're going to be a part of this. Okay. Uh, well, we do have a lot of different vendors. Um, again, from the veteran, we have Veterans Home um, USAA Insurance is going to be there. They'll have representatives on site. Um, all on which, if you're not familiar with Granger Stadium, all under the stands. Um, and that when you first come into the stadium, there are tables and vendors set up from different organizations. Um, Kinston Police Department is going to be there with their community outreach. Um, I cannot even think of all of the different ones because they're so because they're. I know I the Girl Scouts Brown. will be there too. Shout oh, out to the yeah. Girl Scouts. Yes, right. yes. They definitely will. Yeah, they will be in place as well. Daddy's got to get his cookies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every year they <laughs> got their right. But there are a lot of different organizations. There's the helicopter is going to be there. That's right. I love the helicopter. Everybody yeah. turns into like a big kid because they're like, I don't want to get in the helicopter. And you're like wishing little kids out of the way. <laughs> like it's my turn. But hey, you're not supposed to call me out like that, Okay, <laughs> I, mean, I was speaking for self. I was speaking for self. But um, you get to see the different displays of like things they went through during their time of service um they share their stories um there are a couple of service dogs out there that you're actually allowed to pet but it's just it's just a really friendly environment very loving family environment to come out there we have plenty of food plenty of beer plenty of drinks and everything to get um people excited souvenirs galore so bring your wallets for yes sure. <laughs> yep. absolutely in fact if you like <laughs> you like the hat? Those yeah, are like nice. yeah, Shout out to Josh for that because yeah, he came up with these that are design. sweet. He, he's got that that um design build yeah, or whatever he's got that flair, he's that very flair for for stylish on, yeah. on the baseball hats and the and the gear. So that's that's the baseball player in him. He he yeah. he, he knows what people like, and that's kind of yeah. If it was me, I'd have a low profile hat, and that'd be it. <laughs> yeah, that's. But he he's done good on that, and uh, I. It, it, it sent a text remind me uh, you know all our sponsors we forget you we we appreciate everything you do we yeah. too many too many to name but we appreciate that from the smallest one to the biggest one we we appreciate everything and i think that's that's key for us and that is awesome again okay uh, ticket prices how much are uh, tickets to go out this week tickets are um what are they twenty dollars for a weekend pass twenty for the weekend pass seven dollars um, for general admission just for one game yep and then five dollars for um, retired veterans students military families um of course you have to shout id and ages three and under or active military are free this is ridiculously affordable I and mean, by the way yeah great she did, job she did, she did good. And she, we should let everybody know she's not got a piece of paper in her hand that's right she did yeah. she has done all this from memory that's okay? right yeah Listen, I would be uh, remiss and if I didn't bring up Eric, and we really do. Uh, oh, yeah. You mentioned him earlier. I had Bill talk about him for a couple minutes, but Eric Cantu, who I love how you described it, Scott. This event would not be as big as it is without the contributions he made and getting the veterans involved in it year after year. And I talked to uh, Stacy Heath. Yep, uh, this Stacey. Past. Yep. Just Stacy started to get a little emotional just talking about Eric and I got to tell you, again, as someone that's been a part of this every single year in myself here, Scott, I can't imagine, and I'm getting a little bit of goosebumps even saying this <laughs> yeah. to you, dude. I can't even imagine going out there this weekend. But, well, I mean, life goes on. We've got to do it. But it's going to be completely different without Eric out there this he, year. He and what did, he, what did he mean to this event? He meant, he meant well, almost everything. He, uh, his, his devotion on the aspect of every little part, the flyovers, I mean, he – it's just amazing all the displays. He did it all by himself. Yeah. For years. And and you don't I didn't realize that till after unfortunately he's he's gone. You know, you got displays, you've got uh sponsorship of every every uh veterans group. He pulled all that together by himself. Yep. And I mean, you know, it's it's hard for, I can't imagine one person doing all that. 
and he's just he bridged that gap. He taught all these groups and, and get them all lined up, and and uh, we see that now. But you know, he was a great guy, and and uh, unfortunately, I, I saw him about two weeks before he passed, and uh, you know, you don't you don't think about it then. I, it was at Christmas, and I saw him at Walmart. Hey, Eric, you know, we talked a minute, and you know, then I hear that he passed, and uh, you know, I just that that hits home a lot when you when you see somebody like that and see somebody you know, and then all of a sudden it just yeah. You know, but um, stay just, positive. His, yeah. his impact is has been great, and we want to honor him, and we'll continue to honor him, and and uh, and his his wife's been been great uh, support still afterwards. So uh, Carol's been been a, been a rock. Yeah. So and well, like I said, I just <clears throat> I wanted to, I I had Bill talk yep. about him on Wednesday. I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, to uh, bring him up to or to uh, share your thoughts on him because. Uh, like I said, I, as someone that has been a part of every one of them, I can't fathom him not going out on the field or, you know, me being yelled at by him, you know, because I missed, uh, <laughs> something by 45 seconds. <laughs> ah! no, just joking. And I say that in a, a good naturedly way because he was so devoted to it and he wanted everything to be perfect. You know what I mean? He did. Perfect timing for this and all that. And, uh, anyway, anyway, I'm just, I'm going to miss him. I know. Definitely as in, in, intimately involved as you two are, that you, you're definitely going to miss him. Like too. I give one story, please, and, please. And, uh, I mean, this it has him in it, but it's it's funny because if you remember, Tyler Potter worked with us a while mm-hmm. back, and um, they blame me for the flyover. That if you remember, I let everyone hear then, but one of the first years. That, <laughs> oh, I remember. Go ahead, though. Yeah, yeah yes. you remember this. So, so all of a sudden, something happened, and, and the flyover is supposed to come at a certain time from from Seymour Johnson. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, all of a sudden we're about. Four minutes off, and they say, "Go oh, sing the anthem," and we sing the anthem, and uh, then then flowers not here. So then they finally say, "Look up above," and, I, and you remember that. Yeah. So I took the heat on that one for a while. I, I remember, never forget it. And uh, you know, Zoltek, Zoltek never, you know, he gets me every time on this one. He says, "Oh, what, you messed up that flower." I said, "Ah, yeah, it was yeah. a team effort on that one <laughs> that we messed that one up." But they, uh, Eric and them, they never let us forget. Unless, unless who's oh, less shroom, yeah, so, and, and is it I, shroom or shroom? How do you shroom, 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 shroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we'll listen to her. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't listen to me, but yeah. uh, you know, and she'll tell you too. He's he's been such a big help the last few years yes. on the flyovers. He's oh, taken, believe me, I've got five pages of <clears> notes here from him <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, yes. but he but he's he's uh he's been great for us and he's taken a lot of load off of me and off of Lynette on, on that for because I did it one year before he came on and I had to fill out all that paperwork and it is not fun. Yeah. So Victor was, Kaczynski, Victor, uh, does a, does Victor a great stepped job. up with yep. um with Eric um and he has basically taken all the uh, the um, color guard color guard. Sorry, she, she says she, yeah. She, <laughs> She's Why are you and I even talking? We just, just need to hand the mic over to her. That's right. Uh, silent but, partner. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. She makes us look good. That, that right. is, but again, it goes back to what Bill said: surround yourself with good people, That's and right. it makes you look good, which is what I've tried to do my entire life. Okay, as we wrap this up, we got about a minute and a half left here. Before, uh, hey, uh, Kaz is out in the green room. Man. Oh wow, he's yeah. okay. He's, yeah. he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah oh, Kaz, Jonathan, we're going to talk to Chuck Rostano. Uh, yeah. We're going to give him a call while we've got uh, Kaz in here too. Okay, so great. that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, let, let, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, to Lynetta, one more <laughs> yep, time. Last. Uh, game times, ticket prices, what people can expect this weekend at Historic Granger Stadium. All right, folks, this is the big weekend for Freedom Classic in Kinston, North Carolina at Historic Granger Stadium. Game time tonight, Friday, is going to be 6 p.m. Gates open two hours prior to. That gives you plenty of time to get your parking, your food, souvenirs, and a great seat to enjoy the game. 
Um, tomorrow, game time is at 2 p.m. Gates open two, pri- two hours prior to. And on Sunday, we will have game starting at 1230. Um Come out, see the displays, see the flowers, see the parachuters, hear the national anthem, see the sights and sounds of the Freedom Classic in Kingston, North Carolina. You're the absolute best. I do. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I, have to do anything. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me Shit. either. Listen, on the fly. Uh, on the hey, fly. Scott Austin, Lynetta Powell. Thank you. Thank you guys so much we for coming it. in. And uh, I guess I'll just I'll, I'll shuffle you guys off down the hall. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I'll Thank see you, you at the, the luncheon today luncheon, at yes, uh, yes. noon at the Country Club. Is that we've literally got ten seconds? Is that open to the public? Or? Um, it, it's it's by invitation. Yeah, um, banquet okay. is open. Yeah, the banquet. Bank- oh, my God, we didn't talk about yeah. the banquet. Yeah, the banquet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah banquet. I, we'll do that in the next Y'all hour. I'll make sure so. I get that in. Thank, Thank you guys you. so Thank much, you. okay? That wraps up our first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Coming up here in our next hour, very excited that we're going to have uh, Mike Keslowski, head baseball coach for Air Force Academy.